Welcome to Between Two Barrels, a twice-weekly podcast recorded at Studio 66, presented by Tennessee Legend Distillery. Between Two Barrels is a show that highlights legends of all shapes and sizes from across the state of Tennessee. From the queen of country Dolly Parton to the elusive Tennessee Wildman. From our head distiller to our legendary staff and products. On this show, you will learn some terms of the alcohol industry, as well as learn some awesome recipes for food and cocktails alike. Join us as we journey through the volunteer state to bring you stories of legends that involve the beautiful state of Tennessee, from country music as well as rock and roll royalty, cryptids, distillery origins, carbonated beverage beginnings, and everything in between. This show truly highlights what makes a legend a Tennessee legend. What's up, legends? Welcome to another episode of the Between Two Barrels podcast. I am one of the hosts, Opie, and joined by our manager, Below. What is up, B? Not a whole lot, man. Getting ever closer to the the wonderful Christmas holiday in and mm-hmm. of itself. We are definitely in the Christmas season. Uh, everything around here is definitely showing full-fledged signs of it being that time of year. Town is fully into mm-hmm. that time of year. I mean, you can't even go from one traffic light to another without having seen a multitude of Christmas lights and decorations on the main parkway. And if you wind up venturing out into the more rural areas of the Great Smoky Mountains, you will find that a lot of people have started or have, you know, gotten almost to the point to where they're done with getting all of their decorating uh, out there as well. So you'll see a lot of open, unlit space and stuff like that. And then off in the distance, you'll see, you know, gleaming well i mean like a beacon of light Mm. uh, as it were someone's house or a barn or something like that that's all lit up for the holiday season so as we've mentioned before nowhere near as jaded by the holiday season as we have been for the last several years after having gotten out of the mainstream theater of the area because i know that you're still doing a lot of community theater uh, and that's something that's a completely different animal compared to doing this for a full-fledged living all the time looking forward of course to having family and friends uh together for this time of year we're going to be doing our tennessee legend distillery holiday uh gatherings over the course of the next couple of days um myself and our accountant our bookkeeper mm-hmm. are going to be heading out uh me to cookville her to nashville since the owner vicky unfortunately suffered a little bit of an accident and is not as mobile as she was yes. last week. Yeah, she's got a flat tire. Uh, yes, a flat tire, if you will. Um, so she's not going to be able to make the trip, but we're definitely not going to miss out on spending some time with those guys. Uh, and then, of course, we'll both be back in Wednesday to be able to hang out with everybody here in the Sevier County area. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if you want to come hang out with us, we will be right next door. At the Gatlinburg Brewing Company, a fantastic place to, while the holidays are cooling things down, to warm up with a personal pizza and some fantastic craft beer. 
So definitely check out, and plus with championship games coming up and bowl season upon us, a great place to watch football. Yeah, as they say, company. part of their advertising, our pizzas are 10 inches even when it's cold even outside. Even when it's cold outside. Well, I am on cloud nine. The Cowboys put it to the Philadelphia Eagles last night. A holiday, uh, around the holiday time staple is yes, having that game. That game, and I got to tell you, man, like even I did not see, I, and and... If you've heard the Cocky Top podcast early in the year, I said that in my cowboy opinion, which I've been a cowboy fan my whole life, ever since the days of being a kid and wearing that eight jersey for Aikman, I didn't think Dak was the guy, but for some reason he's... He's flipped the switch. Flipped the switch this year and good for him. Good on him. Here we go. Yeah. Cadence that he uses, it's probably one of the most recognized... Cadences in uh, in all of football. Quite possibly becoming the new Omaha. It is. We had Omaha. Yeah, now we uh, got here we go. Thirty three to thirteen last night. Was the final. Was the final. Do you think Dax or Dak is taking uh, cues from DMX? Here we go. Maybe. Maybe. I know that uh, he was in an interview talking about it, so if you can find that interview, uh, I believe he interviewed with Jason Garrett, former Cowboys coach. Yeah. All about here we go. So uh, I didn't get to watch that interview, but definitely check it out. So it is the holiday season whenever that big Cowboys Philadelphia game happens near the end of the football season. Great past few weekends myself for our work fantasy league as well. Yeah. Been taking um, some victories, uh, working my way to the playoffs, getting to that safe spot to where I at least get a playoff berth. So um, we'll see. Yeah. I mean, we'll see how things wind up going tonight. Uh, I've already clinched uh, playoff, playoff spot yeah. in I both the leagues that I'm in, so I'm not as worried anymore. I'm currently whipping up on your wife in this weekend's yeah, slate she's, of games. She's not too happy about it. She's <laughs> like, he's going to have one of his highest scoring weekends out of the entire season this weekend. Yeah, there are times I go without for remembering to set my lineup. Right. And then when I am on, when I'm like, oh, yeah, I got to get my lineup, I it, make all the right moves. Right. It's weird. I went like three weeks this year of not setting my lineup and getting my butt handed to me in both my family league and this league at work. And uh, I finally just last week was like, lineup. Got it. Right. Remember the lineup. Remember the lineup. And that's something else that people are going to be talking about, of course, as they are meeting together over mm-hmm. the holidays. Is your fantasy team. Yeah, how's your fantasy team doing? Because by that time, we'll be in what would be the second round of most everybody's playoffs at that point in time in terms of fantasy mm-hmm. playoffs. Of course, getting ready to start the actual, you know, pro football playoffs at that point in time. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, we finish up this this month with Wild Card Weekend and everything else. Of course, uh, more of this type of talk over on uh, yes on the cocky, cocky top, top whenever we'll we come back to depth. you uh, on Friday. Um, but yeah, uh, all the the funs and traditions of the holiday season, mm-hmm. uh, including one that we have to talk about, is Pet Mocha, which is we're selling through it like crazy this yes, holiday season. We we have extinguished our first supply of it that the guys down there in production brought down to us uh, and have put a huge dent in the in the resupply that they recently got down to us. So, yeah, it is definitely flying off the shelves. It's, it's once we limited its time. 
Yes. Once we added in a fourth seasonal. Yeah. To make pep mocha only three months long. As opposed to six. As opposed to six. Now people are like, well, I need multiple. I got to get it. Because I, I won't be it. back here. Right. So they still people can still get it online, though. And that is something that could potentially even help drive the the sales throughout the year on mm-hmm. some of our other products in the fact that they are only going to be able to get them at a certain point in time. Exactly. So. Exactly. So get to a TLD or find it online at keg and in the letter in keg in bottle.com before this season is over and we got no more pep mocha until next year so get on that uh, and speaking of online we still got our deal going on you have two days yes from listening to this one day from listening to this to get your online orders in to the point where we can guarantee you'll get it before christmas after this wednesday we cannot guarantee that it'll get to you so hop on and shop on right now and get that 40 percent off any orders 50 dollars or more at tennesseelegend.com any other business or house talk or house cleaning talk that we have before we get to our tradition our legend of the season not really um beyond what has already been mentioned of course you can always find any sort of updates on the different social media sites not only uh through studio 66 as well as the main sponsor for the studio and that is tennessee legend distillery um go to their different social sites go to their website you'll be able to find any and all information that you're going to need um about uh, operating times because this area once we get to january and february well with the exception of the post-covid years the last couple of years will be 2021 2022 Mm -hmm. uh 2023 going into 2024 is going to is shaping up to be more like it usually would be pre-covid and that being said january february is typically a ghost town in this area unless you are a uh in, when, in some sort of that's child when, youth that's when ministry. The, that's when the locals yeah. get out and do things. It's January and February. Right. So um, uh, apart from that, our, our operating hours, because of that, because tourism is not as big down here in the valley as it is in Gatlinburg, um, because we don't have Ober, we don't have the, the ski lift and stuff like that to be able to, to do the winter type stuff. Um most businesses, a lot of the shows are closed down, uh, doing any remodeling, doing any sort of revamping to their shows, uh, rehearsals for the next season shows, uh, any sort of repairs, remodeling, any of that type of stuff. Uh, businesses will, will be shut down for extended periods of time, mm. especially your majority of tourism-driven bi- businesses. Your Ripley's, uh, your shows, your putt putts, all that stuff. Yeah, all that stuff is uh, either closed or very greatly reduced hours. So all of the other businesses in town wind up doing the same thing. A lot of businesses, it's not uncommon for them to be closed prior to 10 o'clock on a regular basis uh, during this time of year. So... Um, make sure to plan according if you are going to be coming to the area during this time. So, traffic, traffic, traffic. Yeah, uh, our our schedule will be changing up. Um, matter of fact, once we get past New Year's Eve, uh, our schedule is going to be changing even more so, uh, probably closing up a little bit earlier even here at our 66 location. Um, yeah, so. Sweet. So speaking of traditions, we're bringing another 
legend of the season some education some things we didn't know ourselves mm -hmm. and what is our legend of the season that we're talking about for this episode b we are actually going to be discussing christmas decorations in general mm -hmm. uh last week of course we had uh ended the week with talking about the christmas tree a uh the spirit the the symbol of the season uh not the tie with the goofy little santa clauses on it yes uh, of course yes. talking about the christmas tree and the candy cane and the candy Green cane as cane. well those are decorations that were typically used on the tree now we're going to be talking about some of the other decorations mm. that have typically been used or that you typically see used not just of course in the united states but all over oh, the world yeah. globally um it's not something that is just domestic yeah for us in that aspect uh, even though there are certain things that that, that are Americans different. use yes. that are yeah. you know um, domestic to just uh, uh, and I'm not saying that just Americans wind up doing it or, yeah you know what I mean but um, like we have with with several other episodes and kind of our format as it were um, anything that we don't already know and we don't already discuss we of course go to the internet and usually we find ourselves landing on wikipedia uh to be able to bring a lot of the information and then of course we wind up discussing what our thoughts and takes and stuff like that on this particular information is and in looking up christmas decorations i mean because we all know that now one of the big things is inflatables i mean we have a couple here yes. uh my yard is now littered with them they are very easy it's um you simply just make sure that it's secured to the ground and you plug it in and it's done. That's it. You don't have to worry about getting the ladder out and running, you know, uh, like I had to do clips in the gutters and then putting the lights up into the clips and then I'm going to be going back and doing some more stuff. The, the going up to the peak of the roof Griswold style and, yes. and stapling all the different uh, strands of lights uh, across the roof and everything else making sure that all that stuff's done uh, but there's also the amount of garland we've got different things like um, projectors that will project images onto your garage or yeah. the side of your house um, and I'm sure you've seen the different TikTok or, or social media videos to where people who have gone to the nth degree like I remember growing up as a kid we would like drive around into the rich neighborhoods that would have, you know, some little or more decoration than what you would typically have in your own home. Like they would do something sort of Griswold-esque. Mm. Every once in a while you'd have someone that would put, you know, lights on every tree that or shrub that they had in their yard. Or somebody would actually go as far as to having little displays made like where they would create a a plywood box that had plexiglass around it and they created these little scenes mm. almost diorama style inside of these boxes and they had their own little like light setups and different things like that um but now it, it, it's to a point where people like i swear that either the the people who come up with these are professional lighting designers for mm -hmm. shows themselves or they just have enough dumb money that they wind up going out and hiring someone to do this like i watched one just the other day to where they had moving head special lights 
on top of their house, mounted on like a light bar on top of their house, and this entire lighting thing for this person's home was fully controlled via a lighting console. Like it was programmed like you would see the lights in a a major concert or a show. Oh, to have the money. Right? I mean, to... to and and we're getting ready to actually start talking about the the yeah. origins and and how it's gone from something so simple to now something that's just so extravagant and something that was kind of shown in uh the movie with Danny DeVito and uh, uh why can't I think it was Matthew Broderick the Christmas movie where they're constantly back and forth trying yeah. to one up each other with the Christmas decorations and stuff like yeah. that. Um, it, it, it comes into that sort of mentality, but by definition, a Christmas decoration is any of several types of ornamentation used at Christmas tide and the greater holiday season. The traditional colors of Christmas are pine green or evergreen snow white and heart red. Red and green. Yes. Gold and silver are also prevalent, as are other metallic colors. Typical images on Christmas decorations include Baby Jesus, Father Christmas, Santa Claus, and the Star of Bethlehem. Hmm. Now, in many countries, such as Sweden, people start to set up their Advent and Christmas decorations on the first day of Advent. And liturgically, this is done in some parishes through a hanging of the greens ceremony. And in the Western Christian world, the two traditional days when Christmas decorations are removed are Twelfth Night, and if they are not taken down on that day, Candlemas, the latter of which ends on the Christmas Epiphany season in some denominations, and taking down Christmas decorations before Twelfth Night, as well as leaving the decorations up beyond Candlemas, is historically historically considered to be inauspicious, and that was something that we had kind of touched yep. on in in the uh, the tree the tree episode. Um, but in this instance, basically anything that you really wanted to denote as being a Christmas decoration can honestly really be anything as long as it's up during this time yeah. and in some way is a representation of the Christmas season, the Christmas season. But it, as, as described by this typical, typical images include baby Jesus, father Christmas, Santa Claus and the star of Bethlehem, three religious implication symbols or two religious, two non-religious. Yeah. Uh, Father Christmas and Santa Claus are similar entities and or beings similarly as the Holy Trinity, Father, Mm -hmm. Son, Holy Spirit are um, similar entities or or share the same uh, space or existence, as it were. Um, So the people who put up a goth Christmas tree Mm -hmm. are well within reason mm-hmm. if they can say that there <laughs> there's some sort of you know well, my wife correspondence follows um see when we well, i found this out this past year uh fanboy expo is uh 
you know, where I'm big fan of the Hardy Boys as wrestlers. Okay. Jeff and Matt Hardy. Yeah. Well, what I found out is my wife knows Matt Hardy through his wife and their child. Okay. Goth Baby. Goth Baby and Rebby have their own TikTok channel, and that's how my wife found out who Matt Hardy was. It's like, oh, it's Goth Baby's father. (laughs) No. The kid is Matt Hardy's kid. Right. It's Goth Baby's dad. I know who Goth Baby is. Right. I'm like, okay, this is, this is the world we're in. But right now, on that TikTok that's, channel, that's they like, have, like, they make Krampus cookies. They make black Christmas trees and black Christmas stuff. So they're very goth. Right. Is, is the essence of Rebby and this child called Goth Baby. Um, I definitely recommend looking it up. It's some funny stuff. It's great. Like when Rebby is narrating the life of Goth Baby. Yeah. Over like actions that the baby's doing. Like if it slides down its toy slide, she goes like, here's another day in the life of a goth baby. I got up and went down my slide. We, <laughs> It's great stuff. Deadpan. It's, but yes, they have, yeah. they, they have very macabre Christmas decorations. So yeah, they're, they're well within, it is a Christmas decoration. Now, a lot of people in our area would disagree heavily with oh, yeah. how Rebby and the Hardys decorate for Christmas. But by this standard, it's they're well within yeah. the traditional it's something right of decoration. Bringing them joy and fits in there with the Christmas mold. Yeah. yeah. So, boom, the Hardys are doing just fine. Whenever you said the uh, made the correlation, oh, that's Goth Baby's mm-hmm. dad. And you're <laughs> like, no, that's well, that's Matt Hardy's that's kid. Goth Baby is Matt Hardy's kid. Yeah. That just gave off the complete um, uh, Samwise Gamgee did oh. not go through the fires of Mordor. For and you to only know him, him as Bob from Stranger things. things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I give a lot of a lot of kids younger than me grief for that. When Stranger Things season two was, I was like, "So what else does Bob from Stranger Things do?" And I'd go, "How dare you!" Right. I mean, let alone the Samwise Gamgee thing, but he was also a freaking goonie. Right. How dare you? I mean, going from, you know, uh, Doug and 51st Dates all the way back to... I love Spam and Reese's. <laughs> going all the way back to to uh, Mikey. Yeah, mm-hmm. like you said, from the Goonies. I mean, it's just... Uh, and Goonie, then baby. go forward to, to um, Rudy. Mm. I mean, him getting making that transition from a teenager into a young adult. Uh, and, yes, and even beyond that, so I mean, but yeah, uh, same vibes coming. Same vibe. Uh, going into more of the history, which the the history is a little less um, pronounced, I guess, mm. as it were, than than the rules, quote unquote, air gotcha. uh, air quote, um, for decorations are. Uh, but Christmas decorations are mentioned in ancient descriptions of the Roman feast Saturnalia, which of course had been mentioned multiple times, uh, which was believed to have originated in the 5th century B.C. And the tradition of decorating a tree is old since the Celts already decorated a tree, the symbol of life at the time of the winter solstice. And the Scandinavians did the same for the Yule Festival, which was held around the same date as Christmas. And Tertullian complained to the 2nd century that Christians in North Africa 
decorated their homes with greenery, which was a pagan symbol. Mm-hmm. So multiple, not necessarily origins, as it were, but I mean, this is something that has been around for significantly long time and originally being attached to what Christians then referred to as pagan mm-hmm. religions because it wasn't Protestant. It yeah. wasn't, you know, or the, the anything, Catholic Christian anything or anything not, like that. Anything at that not point in time. theirs was called pagan. Pagan, yeah. Now, of course, we wound up getting uh, a lot more in-depth um, into the Christmas tree, but to give you a, a brief... Um, uh, summary or a reprise, reprise, mm. depending on which way you choose to pronounce it. Um, the Christmas tree, of course, was first used by German Lutherans in the 16th century. Uh, and of course, the Germans also developed the candy cane to keep kids quiet. A lot of our Christmas traditions come from Europe. Yes. Um, in the 16th century, with records indicating that a Christmas tree was placed in the Cathedral of Strasbourg in 1539 and under the leadership of the Protestant reformer Martin Bucer. In the United States, these German Lutherans brought the decorated Christmas tree with them, and the Moravians put lit candles on those trees. When decorating the Christmas tree, many individuals place a star at the top of the tree, symbolizing the star of Bethlehem, a fact recorded by the School of Journal in 1897. Professor David Albert Jones of Oxford University writes that in the 19th century it became popular for people also to use an angel to top the Christmas tree to symbolize the angels mentioned in the accounts of the nativity of Jesus. In discussions of folklore, some claim that the Christmas tree is a Christianization of pagan tradition and ritual surrounding the winter solstice, which of course included the use of evergreen boughs and an adaptation of pagan tree worship. According to 8th century biographer Adi Stephanus St. Boniface, 634-709, to and I'm guessing that is going to be A.D., who was missionary in Germany, took an axe to an oak tree dedicated to Thor and pointed out a fir tree, which he stated was a more fitting object of reverence because it pointed to heaven, and it had a triangular shape, which he said was symbolic of the Trinity. However, the English language phrase Christmas tree is first recorded in 1835 and represents an importation from the German language. And from Germany, the custom was introduced to England first via Queen Charlotte, wife of George III, and then more successfully by Prince Albert during the early reign of Queen Victoria. Hopefully, he's still not in the can. The influential 1840s image of the Queen's decorated evergreen was republished in the United States and as the first widely circulated picture of a decorated Christmas tree in America, there the custom spread. And Christmas trees may be decorated with lights and ornaments as well as any other bits, baubles, garlands, and other, as we learned earlier, whatever is put up mm-hmm. and and associated with uh Father Christmas, Santa Claus, uh Christmas time, Christmas tide, mm-hmm. Yule, winter solstice, Saturnalia, Festivus, Festivus for the rest of us and any and other holiday you choose to celebrate during this time of year. 
no other decorations and not necessarily that have to go on Christmas trees, including the glass ornaments. And there's a fun method that they used to do, uh, talking about the blown glass method of making yeah. different ornaments and stuff yeah. like that. Uh, if you ever come to the area, I'm not sure because it's been forever since I've been to Dollywood. But I do know at one point in time they actually had all the crafters on park. And mm-hmm. you could actually go see uh, metalworking being done, uh, blacksmithing, glass blowing. glass blowing, like all kinds of different things that you could actually go see uh, done regularly. Yeah, there I think on they're park. all still there on your way to Blazing Fury. Okay, yeah, cool. So they're in what would be Craftsman's Valley yeah. unless they decided to, to change the name of it. Because the park is always uh, ever-changing, expanding. Mm. I remember at one point in time you could go into Dollywood and actually fire a bow and arrow, throw a tomahawk, a, a knife, all kinds of stuff like that at targets. Mm-hmm. Um, and now all of that stuff has just been completely wiped out. Um and of course, something electronic has been put into yeah. the, the, that space or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and at one point in time, you could actually go in the park and and get moonshine whenever it was Silver Dollar City. Yeah. Um, and they still do the things like um, making lye soap and things like that on parks. Candles, so, yeah. making candles, making candy, making lye soap. They still do all that craft stuff. Lots of fun to be had uh, in the Smokies and specifically there at Dollywood. Some other types of decorations include cotton batting, uh, of course, later on replaced by flecking uh, on trees themselves, but also uh, cotton batting Christmas ornaments were popular during the German Christmas toy and decoration boom at the turn of the century. Uh, They were exported in large numbers to the United States, and these decorations suggested puffs of snow. Uh, fruits and vegetables were popular objects and uh, often had a realistic appearance. African-American and patriotic characters were fashioned for the American market, and some ornaments were used to hide boxes of candy. Um, and then, of course, using what is known as buffalo snow. Yeah. Uh, the rolls of just the cotton batting to yeah. be able to put, which we have uh, during the spring and summer months, we say it's clouds. And during the uh, fall and winter months, it's listed as snow. Yes. Um, and we actually recently got a um, uh, roll of it at the house that already has lights included in it. Mm. Whereas used to, you would have to lay the lights down and then put the cotton batting over the top of it to achieve that type of design. Uh, and not to mention, snow is available in another form of decoration and that is the cans of the spray snow and have you seen some of the artwork that people have been able to yes. achieve with the spray snow yes it's me and insane. maddie and i found found a, an entire tiktok dedicated to just to that like a home alone scene a christmas vacation scene like it's insane what people can do i recently saw one that was um a muppet christmas carol mm and they started doing Gonzo, and the the the, the decoration looked oddly uh, uh, not safe for work mm. for mm-hmm. a little while until uh, everything else started getting finished and put around and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But if if you can imagine theater of the mind, if you will, uh, think of Gonzo's eyes and nose uh, being the start of something. Gonzo. Yeah. And, and and what that might um, closely resemble. 
Um, continuing on with the Germans um, as being some more influential, I don't want to necessarily say originators, but adapters of the yeah. Saturnalia and Winter Solstice type decorating, uh, also went on to create three-dimensional ornaments called Dresdens, which are made of paper, card, or cardboard, uh, and mostly produced in Germany from the 1860s all the way through World War One. And positive and negative molds were set into a press, and moistened sheets of card or cardboard or paper were put into the press, and the images were pressed, and when they had dried, they were sent to cottage workers where they would actually go through and uh, paint them, uh, trim off any ragged edges, put anything together, and go to more of a finishing process for different types of ornaments and decorations. Of course, whenever it comes to decorating or some more things that are or normally associated with Christmas include artificial and live plants. And you can probably go ahead and figure out it where I'm going with this. Poinsettia. Yes, the poinsettia, uh, which my wife, oddly enough, is allergic to. I know that's something that you hardly would ever hear, but the the one, I guess, really weird or odd thing about my wife in terms of uh, health-related whatever is that she is allergic to the pollen Wow! Uh, from a poinsettia. So whenever we go into Lowe's or Kroger or anywhere that has all of these set up, like immediately as soon as you walk through the door, she has to cover her mouth until we get a, a good 25 yards past them. That's wild. Otherwise... Yeah, she's gonna she's gonna wind up we'll starting having difficulty breathing and stuff like that. And the that Christmas season is not a time to take her to the Opryland Hotel. Oh God, no! There are poinsettias everywhere in that hotel. Every I don't know how they afford that many poinsettias. It's ridiculous, uh, and they're poisonous as well. Yeah, like you know, like if you were living if you were living on the land. There are things you can eat, and there are things you can eat. Right. Poinsettia is one of those things you should not put One of in those your things mouth. that you should not put in your mouth. And oddly Lest enough... Lest you be chasing death. Do, do you know where the poinsettia originates? Lord, probably Germany. No. It is of South American origin. Okay. Yes. Uh, Mexico and Central America. Okay. But some other popular Christmas plants include holly, mistletoe, ivy, and, of course, Christmas trees. Mm -hmm. Um, Mentioning the fact that uh, poinsettias are poisonous, should also go ahead and talk about the fact that mistletoe itself is poisonous. So there's two (laughs) definitive um, plants associated with a giving time of year that give you, I guess, according to Captain Hook, the ultimate adventure. Hmm. Hmm. Definitely odd to correlation and, and, and something I had never really thought about before. The interior of a home may be decorated with these plants along with garlands and evergreen foliage, and these often come with small ornaments tied to the delicate branches and sometimes with a small light set 
Holly to me is something that I absolutely enjoy year round, but because of the fact that the prominent colors that are associated with Christmas being red and green, the holly berry is a very bright red color and the holly leaf itself. And here's another one. It's pointed and sharp and hurts. Uh, another thing that's associated with Christmas that can be rather painful. Um, but yeah, the, the green and red, of course, being a reason as to why. And not only that, as long as the leaf stays on the tree, it will stay green. But as long as it, as soon as it comes off the tree, it will wind up going ahead and browning out, dying, whatever the case may be. Um, but a holly is a type of evergreen that as long as it stays attached, whereas with the... Uh, uh, a hardwood tree, your oaks and things like that, the leaf actually dies off. Like it, it, it becomes dormant as the winter time arrives and the leaves are the first thing to die and fall off the tree and it just kind of like shrinks in on itself, so to speak. Whereas with the evergreen trees, the holly trees, things like that, they, they are there year round. It, it doesn't go away. Some other plant-related. Wreaths are made from a real artificial conifer branches or sometimes other broadleaf evergreens or holly. And several types of evergreen or even deciduous branches may be used in the same wreath along with pine cones and sprays of berries and Christmas ornaments including jingle bells. Of course, how many times do you wind up walking up or driving by or seeing someone's mm -hmm. door this time of year that has a wreath on it? including bells. A fun fact, though, some wreaths around the world, meadowsweet is used in the creation of wreaths. That would be more like going towards some of the pagan yes. religions or rituals and stuff like that. It was used to appease the pagan god Holznakar. Holznakar. The win the pagan god of the winter solstice. Okay. Who loved the taste of meadowsweet. And if All you right. put meadowsweet in your decorations, it would appease the god to where he would not devour you. Ah, gotcha. So, so meadowsweet started being used in wreaths and greenery to put on your houses. I gotcha. And stuff like that. Um, but meadowsweet is also that a very healthy herb for humans. It helps with bladder infections. It helps with acid reflux and heartburn, uh, stomach infections, things like that. All the things you would experience during yes. a holiday, holiday feast. Yes, during a holiday feast. So meadowsweet is actually a good plant to eat. <laughs> right. Associated with the holiday. Yes. That was not Americanized. That's true. Or colonized or however you want to go about it. was not colonized. Yes. All right. So that tradition with it being placed on the houses, so this, this entity, this god for that particular religion mm -hmm. would would leave them alone yes. would would pass over pass over them, them. yes uh, however, is that something to where that that original thought process was oh i'm going to write something in a similar story or, or you know person was writing something down for the bible or whatever the case may be and pass over yeah, and was when like, God passed over the oh yeah, I remember this person putting blood putting on their door and 
Well, no, I mean talking about. Oh, I remember the, talking to this guy during this time of year. They wind up putting this particular herb in the wreath to keep this one particular god from like coming in and mm-hmm. and freezing him out or whatever. I wonder if I can adapt that story and just say, oh, if we were to put the blood of a sacrificial lamb over yeah. the top of our door frame, God will pass that this uh, evil or the, the entity that, that God sent out to punish um, would just pass over our our, our child house, or yeah. our house to, to keep from having to suffer the wrath. Mm-hmm. But the same pagan group that, I guess, created and worshipped Holznakar also would put Meadowsweet on their sacrifices too. So like if they were sacrificing a pig to Holznakar, they would bathe it in Meadowsweet. Wait. Not just have Meadowsweet as decorations, they would, when making sacrifices, season the sacrifice with Meadowsweet <laughs> to appease him even for him, well, them, she, whatever Holznakar little, little was. S and, little S&P. Yeah. Just a little, little meadowsweet, little, meadow little garlic, little onion powder. Just pepper it in there. And bam! You got a sacrifice health. to Holznikar. <laughs> and bam, good. you got good health for Good health and year. happiness. Now, going back to the wreaths themselves, mm-hmm. um, and in the, the more modern, uh, a bow is usually used at the top or bottom, and an electric or unlit candle may be placed in the middle. And Christmas lights are often used, and they may be hung from the doors or windows, and sometimes walls, lampposts, light fixtures, or even statuary. We hang them here at the store off the front of the old trucks that we have, um, and we have versions of them hanging from light posts and light poles all throughout town. Um, and if you go around Dollywood, which if it moves slow enough, it has lights on it this time of year, has plenty of them hung up. And going back and talking about the poinsettia since the 19th century, so fairly recently in comparison, um, which we said, of course, is a native plant from Mexico, has been associated with Christmas. Now, different places also have different traditions and superstitions about when and how to remove Christmas decorations. And for example, in some parts of England, people believe that if Christmas greenery were thrown away instead of being burned, a ghost would appear. But in other parts, they believe that if the greenery were burned instead of being thrown away, a family member would die. So I'm glad that I don't use either one of these. Uh, I don't burn it nor just throw it out. I sink it in the middle of a body of water mm-hmm. and use it to provide uh, homes for other creatures cr- to help create habitats. In some religions, if you threw away the the greenery, whatever that may be, the tree, the garland, whatever, if you threw it away, a ghost would appear. What's the ghost coming for? I'm the ghost of Christmas greenery. Uh, How are you going to be haunted? I mean, what's he going to do? Or she? Derive from the old pagan belief that these things meant life. Right. And if you are destroying that life, this this object, this avatar that they give in the winter months to be evergreen, eternal, right. get us through the winter season, the disrespect of that, they probably say ghost when they, like back in the pagan days, meant curse. And gotcha. we turned it into 
ghosts through the You'd be translation or whatever. No, ev- yeah. everything back in the day, especially the pagan if they uh, couldn't era, explain everything it, was cursed. It was, it yeah. was a curse. This was a curse. That was a curse. We probably took it and went haunt. Right. A haint. It's a haint. We we you can't throw it away. It's a haint. Then then the ghosts would come. I I don't I don't know if this is. But then of course on the other side of it, if you didn't didn't burn it then someone in your family will wind up dying. Yeah. I, so you're I screwed just, if you d- do, you're screwed if, if you, you don't. don't. What a pessimistic outlook on life. Right, <laughs> especially for what would be this time of year, which I'm is out. supposed to be a, a happy a happy occasion. Exactly. So, um, getting into some more of the outdoor decorations, of course, like we had talked about, you know, have people that do something as simplistic as putting candles in their windows in yeah. remembrance of a loved one to someone going as far as uh, a Griswold family Christmas to where mm-hmm. uh, auxiliary nuclear backup has to be used just to be able to keep the normal lights on for a majority of people. Um, but in North America and South America, Australia and Europe, it is traditional to decorate the outside of houses with lights and sometime illuminated sleighs, snowmen, and other Christmas figures. Municipalities often sponsor decorations as well, and Christmas banners may be hung from streetlights and Christmas trees placed in the town square. Cookville has a very beautiful tree that they wound up getting put right over there in the courthouse. They do. Across from our Cookville location. Indeed. Sort of jealous in that aspect, just in the fact that I don't get to stare at a massive, beautiful Christmas tree while working on a regular basis. This segment of Between Two Barrels is brought to you by the Smoky Mountain Rainforest Adventures. Located in the heart of the Smoky Mountains of Tennessee near Gatlinburg and Pigeon Forge lies the Rainforest Adventures Zoo, which is open year-round with lots to see and do. Themed by one of the nation's finest zoological contractors, a former Animal Kingdom zoologist of Disney World, the Rainforest Adventure Zoo features over 600 live animals representing over 130 species. It is home to unique and beautiful creatures from both tropical and temperate climates alike, including reptiles, birds, mammals, and even the ever so popular and exotic axolotl. Book your visit today at rfadventures.com or stop by and see them at 109 NASCAR Drive in Sevierville, Tennessee. And when you do, tell them Tennessee Legend Distillery sent you. I gotta say a funny story about living in Dandridge. They bury traditionalist Christmas. They, they have something every weekend, almost every night, starting in December, that we did not know going into getting a house in Dandridge. One of the things that they did was the lighting of their town Christmas tree. Okay? When I say that, you probably think like Rockefeller Center, the tree in Cookville, the tree in Whoville. Nay, nay. This tree that hundreds of people in Dandridge blocked my way to get to my home. And and, and Maddie blocked Maddie. And, and... they all gathered for, and there were all these, these, you know, hot chocolate vendor and all this stuff that they clogged up downtown Dandridge was no bigger than our indoor Christmas tree here at the distillery. A six-footer. Probably less than that. <laughs> I said, you mean you're going to stand there and tell me that you all clog up the area and it's all festivus for the rest of us for a bush? 
basically. Like when I, that's, yeah, we're doing the lighting of the of the Christmas tree. And when I hear that, when I see that marketed, it better be <laughs> a big boy. And when I when I passed by, I went, wait, the only Christmas tree is that one right there. And she was like, yeah, that's the one they all they all gather in light. I was like, so there's no huge Christmas tree like in the town square or like down there maybe the tornado got rid of the one they used to light i don't know right but this little tree that's that's outside of the courthouse that's no bigger than our indoor one here i was like oh well that seems actually a little underwhelming that actually makes me feel rather rather good considering the um the town that i'm from has uh, a bigger tree just recently had a uh um tree lighting ceremony that they did themselves mine too and it's bigger and i'm like wow i uh i okay i mean to each his own right merry, merry christmas but they make this big deal out of like i was like that's a shrubbery that's not a christmas tree when you're when you're lighting the town christmas tree i'm expecting something 10 to 15 to 20 feet tall right so this one <laughs> this one is, this was an indoor christmas tree and I was like, it actually looks like a little five-foot fir tree. Right. It's like, ugh, Lord. But, yeah, that's a, that's a funny story that I just recently discovered whilst living in Dandridge for our first, uh, for our first Christmas. Also, the other night, they had the, I had to make a cop move so I could get to my house. And I said, why are y'all blocking the thing? Why are y'all blocking this place now? Oh, we're, we're, we're doing our... Our traditional Christmas carriage rides. I was like, "Well, cool. Could you find a different place to do it?" <laughs> like, I don't want to sound like a Grinch here, but I live up this way. Right. And he was like, "No, no, yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. You're not the first person. I'll, I'll move. I'll move. Come on, guys. Like, there's no posts about this stuff. You're not letting your locals know. Right. No one's being let told. us know that we need to go an alternate route to and from home. You know, just let us know." Your Facebook right. is not that's advertising a, yeah, this stuff. That, that's all it takes is just a little yeah, heads like, up. Just, just give us a heads up. But yeah, that that, that kind of makes me feel better about the, the town that I'm from. Population, a little over 100 people. Uh, at least had like a 12... The Valclus Christmas yeah, tree lighting. Yeah, the 12-foot 12, 12 tree. Uh, and it looked like there was quite a few people out there. I mean, you can go online. They actually have a, a page on Facebook called the Valclusian. Uh, that you can go in and check that stuff out. Um, and any and all other news, including missing pet news, as well as uh, any sort of other community yeah. happenings, um, they're in Vaucluse. Outdoor decorating. And like I said, this year we wound up doing the gutters. Uh, I'm probably going to have to be going back along the uh, brick ledge there at the house outside, putting some more lights up. Uh, and of course, we currently have three inflatables, um, all Christmas themed, uh, including a um, Highland cow. Uh, I call him the emu cow because uh, he has the the longer hair coming down in front of his face. They're becoming popular. Yep, he's got a, a cool little Christmas scarf on. Uh, we've got a little doggo that's in a little playful. Uh, pouncing doggy pose that's got a Christmas hat on. Uh, also got a reindeer that's got mm-hmm. a, a, a cool little scarf on. 
What's the other ones? A dinosaur. Uh, what would be a uh, a long neck uh, uh, bronchiosaurus? Okay. Or brontosaurus. Brontosaurus. Uh, um, that has a little Santa hat on. And then my wife's favorite one that is a, a elephant that has a Santa hat on and it's holding a candy cane with its trunk. That's cute. Uh, and then, of course, inside is, is far, far more decorating. Mm-hmm. And we've got everything from uh, glass gingerbread houses to different ceramics that we've painted over the last couple of years uh, to, of course, some um, heirloom decorations uh not only for the tree but other parts of the house that that have been handed down in her family for several years um i unfortunately don't have anything like that um anything that i may have had that had gotten uh destroyed in the house fire uh and then i don't know i just i don't think that anybody in my family really saved a whole lot of those types of things over the years and if they're they did I have no idea where any of that stuff is as far as like what would be a a first Christmas for me or anything like that. So I don't know if we've got any of those types of things uh, available for me or not. But uh, the wife and I were able to get a... um, She ordered off of Timu uh, our first Christmas new house Uh, ornament. I think I remember you guys saying that you wound up getting one too. Absolutely. Uh, but I also had our uh, laser engraver make one for us. Uh, oh, yeah. Our hardworking laser team. Yes, guys are doing some quite a bit of work right now trying to get everything taken care of uh, for the holiday season. As it grows ever closer and is almost coming to a close, we have a little over three weeks mm-hmm. between Christmas and New Year's at this point, so... Um, looking in other parts of the world, they're not as electricity wasteful as as we as we Americans are. Yep. Uh, in the Western world, rolls of brightly colored paper with secular or religious Christmas, winter, Hanukkah motifs are manufactured for gift wrapping presents. The display of Christmas villages has also become a tradition in many homes mm-hmm. this season. Other traditional decorations include bells, reindeer, candles, candy canes, garlands, stockings, wreaths, snow globes, and angels. And like we were talking about earlier, snow sheets are made specifically for simulating snow under a tree or village. Mm -hmm. In many other countries, a representation of the nativity scene is more prevalent as opposed to all the other non-secular decorations. And people are encouraged to compete and create the most original or realistic ones and within some families the pieces used to make the representation are considered a valuable family heirloom and some churches also perform a live nativity with volunteers and even live animals growing up in church how many times were you part of the christmas player nativity every christmas same even though i did not go i i, I Throughout several years of my life, it was every Sunday we were in church. We participated with every, you know, Christmas-themed mm-hmm. event that was held by the church or any event that was held by the church, uh, especially there in Vaucluse. And and looking at that little video just a second ago of the tree lighting ceremony, I mean, it brought back several memories mm-hmm. of this time of year being in that church. Um, and yeah, there were multiple times that I had participated um, in the different 
Christmas plays that were had. Uh, and we typically did a version of the Nativity, um, the story of Jesus, you know, Mary and Joseph traveling, um, the three wise men coming mm-hmm. in and all that other stuff. Of course, if you weren't uh, that good or could not remember any kind of lines or anything like that, you got billed as a uh, an animal in the, the manger or um, were also even... Uh, Cast as the, the the third door holder. Have you seen yes. that video? Yes. Um, we always ended our living Christmas tree with a series of songs that described the actions of that night. And while we were singing those songs, there would be cast like a Mary, a Joseph. There'd be a baby, the wise men. So... If I wasn't singing in the Christmas tree, I was one of the silent characters dressed in nativity-style clothing. But mostly the plays that I were involved in at church growing up is a few years I played Jesus in the Easter play. Hardest role I've ever played. Right. (laughs) Mainly because at the time I had really long hair that we could just straighten. And I was one of the more formidable actors in our congregation congregation. so the director of it the music director for that church who did the easter plays would always use me as jesus so sometimes i got whipped in that story and sometimes the story focused more on the resurrection and after right as opposed to the crucifixion so a lot of churches do that nativity style play whether it be have lines or right. just be silent while someone's telling the story. Right. Um, but yeah, that's one of the big traditions, and especially in the Southeast. Um, and one of the other ones that became very popular um, during what would have been my early teen years um, was the story of being visited by multiple people who mm-hmm. were needing some sort of, of help, guidance, mm-hmm. uh, assistance in some form or another. Uh, but the person was... Oh, I, I can't, you know, I can't spare this with you because Jesus is supposed to be coming and hanging out with me today, mm-hmm. and I can't. Well, all right, come on in, and, and I'll, I'll, I'll let you have a little bit of it, but you can't have all of it because Jesus, Jesus is supposed coming. to be coming. And yeah. then later on you find, well, I did visit you multiple times today as this person, yeah. as this person, as this person. Yeah. Um, but believe it or not, and I don't know if I ever told you this or not, but I actually wrote and directed a church Christmas wow. play at one point in time um, that involved the telling or teaching of my siblings mm-hmm. um, how Christmas is celebrated in different countries. Yeah. Um, so a situation of, well... In uh, um, Hawaii, even though it's sunny, it doesn't mean that they can't still have, or any other, you know, tropical climate, doesn't mean that they can't have Christmas. They just celebrate it in a different way. And then, yeah, uh, that was the song for that segment was Mele Kalikimaka. Um, And as part of it, we would have, like, the scene was, oh, we're sitting in the uh, living room, and I'm watching TV or whatever. They come up and ask the question. So I tell it, and then it's like, tell the thing. And then, well, the Hawaiians say, Mele Kalikimaka. Like, what? 
take it away, girls. And then I gesture over to the side, and then it immediately turns into, quote-unquote, uh, a scene where these three girls are dressed up in, like, lounge yeah. attire, the lounge dresses or whatever, and are singing back up. And then I pop up doing the the, the lead vocals. Yeah. And they yeah. were, of course, singing the backup vocals for Jimmy Buffett's version of <laughs> Mele Kalikimaka. And would do the same thing, did uh, German, mm-hmm. and then did Silent Night in, Ger- in German. In German. And, you know, that was yeah. the, the main That's premise, cool. and just did that in several different things. I like that. Very educational. I like the fact that you focused on, it's not just our ways. Right. At this Christmas season. Right. There are many ways that are celebrated. And, and just because it's something that is completely different to you, it doesn't matter as long as you are remembering the reason the reason and more so than just what the secular religious belief is uh as far as the the birth of christ mm-hmm. um but more so that it's just a time of being appreciative and and being willing to go out of your norm to either help someone or to to bring joy to someone other than yourself uh, being gratified in the fact that you were able to make someone else's day brighter, yeah, as opposed to being selfish and and making it all about you. You're more open. You're more willing. You're more giving. You're more more uh, um, charitable. You're more. That's um, well, just another yeah. giving, but, but still. And as part of that, talking about some of the different decorations or continuing on with the decorations, one of the things that has become the most popular and one of the more recognized individualized Christmas decorations is the stocking. Mm -hmm. Um, Among the most popular of Christmas decorations are stockings, and according to legend, St. Nicholas would creep in through the chimney and slip gold into stockings hanging by the fireplace and various forms of stockings are available from simple velvet ones to sock-shaped bags and also including animated stockings. Well, screw the sunflower seeds and gum I get every year. I'd rather have gold this St. Nicholas was dropping gold off What in the it. heck, man? So it was gold if you were good and coal if you were bad. I'd rather have gold than some of the stuff I get in stockings. Come uh, on, St. Nick. I... I will say that I've had probably a 75-25 split whenever it comes to stockings in terms of things that I really enjoyed in my stocking versus things that I was like, why the heck did you even mm-hmm. put this in here sort of thing. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I've got a, a fairly positive track record whenever it comes to stockings. Um, That's good. As I've gotten older, it's gotten significantly better. Younger, as a, as a kid, that's usually where I would wind up getting the socks or the underwear yes. or something like that was in the stocking. Yes. So stockings as a as a child were not as fun as they are. And now you're like, oh, great, socks and underwear. Right. Yeah. Oh, thank God. <laughs> right. I needed those. Last year was rough. <laughs> Several pairs of my boxers were getting very, very threadbare. And I could, uh, I could now see you get things them. like... Uh, Socks and underwear, nose hair trimmer, Q-tips, cotton balls, aftershave, stuff like that. And it's like, oh. Speaking of nose hairs, man, I need to get a couple of these taken care of. They're starting to blend into the stash. To the stash. Well, uh. I get little tickles and I'm like, what the heck? Well, I highly recommend. Are we going to get some uh, 
possible advertising or we're going to start doing manscape advertising so say, we can I wind mean, up getting some sort they of sponsor. Used to be, they used to be a sponsor of 30 and nerdy but even though they're not anymore i still highly recommend them because they do they do do good work so i'm this is very, i love my nose hair trimmer this is very very far off topic um especially considering what we're talking yeah. about one time I used one of the the little round head yeah nose, nose trimmers, trimmers yeah. and it it was likely coincidence but I got one of the worst times I've ever gotten sick in my life in terms of like having to deal with like a flu or something mm-hmm. like that was right after I had you know taken one of those things and I like really got in there and got everything trimmed up and I'm blaming it on that and the fact that I had no sort of barrier or protection in my flu. nasal cavity <laughs> to be able to stop those those <laughs> viruses and bacterias and stuff like that. So ever since then, it's only been take care of the ones that can be seen with the naked eye whenever it comes to nose hairs as opposed that. to massive clearing of the, the land, as it were, in the nose mines. I get that. So, yeah. My it's understandable. My fifth off the off the topic. Yeah. <laughs> deviation, as it were. One of the last things that we are going to talk about and cover as part of the decorations of Christmas, and we briefly mentioned it earlier um, in the uh, summarization, or not summarization, but the the early cliffs notes, as mm-hmm. it were, into this episode, is. When when are decorations supposed to be put up, but most importantly, when are they supposed to be taken down? Mm. Um, I mean, this you've is up got for debate. Very much up for debate. You've got people that say uh, as soon as Christmas is over, like they're coming down on the 26th. Uh, then you've got the people that say, no, you have to at least wait until after New Year's mm-hmm. for them to come down. Um, and then you've got, of course, people like Gretchen Wilson that leave their <laughs> Christmas lights up on their front porch <laughs> all year long. And, of course, know all the words to every Tanya Tucker, yes. Charlie Daniels song. Yes. What is your personal thoughts on when they should come down? My personal preference is I understand keeping them up till after New Year. Because even though Christmas is over, going into New Year is still that holiday season right because as in and and this is what gets me upset uh not to go on a political tangent but when someone does get upset about saying happy holidays instead of merry christmas right andy williams clearly says it's the holiday season right in the song not the christmas season right and that's something else that we had talked about whenever we were talking about getting the tree yeah like i i had said that in that episode that whenever I was looking around for trying to find the cut your own tree places, mm-hmm. that most of them were done with their operations by, by the end of November. Yeah, and I'm like, what the heck? Yeah, you know, and that's where it comes into play. It's like, well, well, why are people going ahead and getting Christmas trees before Thanksgiving or right after Thanksgiving? And that's whenever my wife had said, you know, well, think about it. It's the, the holiday, the holiday season. season. It's 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 Christmas season, Christmas tide. Yeah, the Yule tide, the Advent. It's yeah. Christmas time. It's the season, but you have Thanksgiving 
Day. Mm-hmm. You have Christmas Day. You have New Year's Day. But, but the entire time, yes, it starts in late November and goes mm-hmm. all the way through the beginning of January. Exactly, it's so, the holiday season, as Andy and Williams says. And whoop de doo and dickery dock. Oh, and don't uh, forget, if it wasn't for the Opry, I, I wouldn't have been able to. Like, I actually got that right in a trivia game one time. Who sang that song? Who like originated that along with like a couple of other Christmas favorites? Right. And I got it right. And that holiday medley. I was like. If I didn't work at the Opry, I wouldn't know. I that. would never have known. I would Andy never Williams. have known who who sang that, or even care who sang that. Right. Um, but I personally believe after New Year's, um, because that's that's like growing up in our house. Uh, my mom was very uh, keen on themed themed rooms. Uh, so like the dining room was our snowman room. So any snowman decorations went in the dining room. Okay. Living room was Santa room. That's where all the Santa decorations went. Um, the reindeer room, um, the angels and nativity is all in the kitchen, stuff like that. So she was very big on themed rooms at the Christmas time. Okay. But after New Year was over, Santa and angels, Christmas decorations, went back up to the attic. All the snowmen transferred into the living room to be winter decorations. So even though okay. Christmas was over, she still stayed semi-decorated for winter. For the season. For snow yeah. and things like that. And then once we got closer to February, snowman disappeared and everything became red. For the hard blanket, the hard. Like she's that, very yeah. seasonal decoration. Regardless um, of what it is. She has, you know, green for March and Easter bunnies for April and then we get into summertime and you know, a lot of summer and s- sunflowers and flower growth and springtime. And, right. And then we get into, like, you know, beach towels and red, white, and blue and all that fun stuff. Right. So she's very seasonally driven. So because of that, I have the firm belief in agreeance with her that the 2nd or 3rd of January, we're de-Christmasing the house. But we are wintering the house. I got to. I get like, that. aside from snowmen, there's, you know, kids riding in sled decorations and... Because we're still in the winter season. Right. Until March. So No, I totally get that. So I, I respect the fact that of people who who are, are pretty sticklers, but I also know some people that I, I absolutely love and care about. But they keep their Christmas till past Valentine's Day and I think that's insane. That's a little too much. It's a little too long. I I have experienced both sides of it to where I have had Family members want to leave certain decorations up beyond mm-hmm. Valentine's Day. And I've also had family members who were like, as soon as, literally as soon as we got up on the 26th, it was starting to put stuff away. Mm-hmm. Like, take it down and put it away. Mm-hmm. Like, you went that entire time, you know, uh, a lot of people do day after Thanksgiving christmas is starting to get all yep. that stuff put up and the day after christmas is the day to take all that stuff yeah. down well and plus I, th- I think it also says a lot on where somebody comes from if you come from this area you live in a tourist area you break the seasons up by your walmart like once christmas is over and new year's is over Oh, you're Their starting Valentine's to get all this crap is out. Valentine's and spring stuff. Like By I, the end of December, they've got hearts and candy and crap is, already on the shelf. Is there ready to go? So if you live in areas like that, 
that very tourist commercialized area if you grow up in that your mentality is going to mirror that right you're gonna be like all right christmas is over time to get ready for valentine's yeah but it's only like 27th yeah but but walmart's got it all up right we gotta start putting this stuff up if i'm going if i'm going to experience and enjoy what this time would be i need to start now so that way i've got the time to do there are a lot of people whose mentality is 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 told to them by stores commercialized commercialism commercial mentality but then there are some people like my mom who are like no the christmas season is over after the new year begins right and then we're into this wintry new year the death of the old year the creation begins of this new year then we'll get into valentine's day then we'll get into so i because of the way my mom is that's my mentality i know i i say a lot of crap about people who start christmas at halloween right and I do believe that, but I think that that is the entertainment world right. has created those people. Right. Whether it's starting, I mean, heck, now we even have Christmas in July people because of Hallmark. Right. And they firmly believe that. Yeah, people that will, in the middle of July, put up a Christmas put up tree a Christmas will tree. actually do some Christmas stuff full on in Christmas July. stuff in the middle of July. Yeah. The furthest I've ever gone with it is just watching Christmas movies or something like that in July. Yeah. That's the extent of it for me. I'm not putting up a... So, me personally, I am someone who is at some point in time after New Year's, but definitely before Valentine's Mm -hmm. Day. Like, if I've still got stuff up by Valentine's Mm -hmm. Day, I've got a problem. Like, something has happened, something has kept me from doing (laughs) it. Yeah, from undecorating. Or whatever. According to... Our main source, mm-hmm. the interwebs. Uh, Christmas decorations are typically put up in late November or early December, as we said earlier, usually to coincide with the start of Advent. In the UK, Christmas lights on the high street are generally switched on in November. And in the US, the traditional start of the holiday season is, of course, Thanksgiving. Major retailers put their seasonal decorations out for sale after back to back or back to school sales. While smaller niche Christmas stores sell Christmas decorations, of course, year-round. Which we do have a couple of those around town. We do. As we just got through discussing, major retailers will have stuff out a month and a half to two months prior to whenever that particular season actually is. Now, in some places, Christmas decorations are traditionally taken down on 12th night, the evening of January 5th or January 6th. And the difference in this date is that some count Christmas Day as the first day of Christmas, whereas others, Christmas Day is a feast day in its own right, and the first full day of the Christmas season is December the 26th. Here's where part of our next episode is going to come into play, Mm -hmm. because for our next episode, we're going to be talking about the 12 days of Christmas, Mm, which we get to officialize and break down and find out the true the true meaning, meaning of the song and what 12 days of the christmas 12 days are. of christmas because i grew up a majority of my life going even into my adult life i was 42 years old i turned 43 this next july <laughs> and i was 42 and up to probably 10 days ago or less actually Whenever I found out that the 12 days of Christmas was not the 12 days leading up to Christmas Day, but it is in fact the 12 days after Christmas Day that the song has always been being talking about. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was not today years old, but I was, it was 2020 before I learned. 
that it was the, the post just, Christmas as opposed to pre Christmas. I had you know so much time to just sit around and like look Google at things, stuff yeah. and hear pot, listen to podcasts. And when I found that out, I was like, "Ooh, we're being lied to." Yeah, and it was yeah. a situation. Like I said, I mean, I always was under the impression, oh, on December the thirteenth or on December midnight, December the twelfth, going into yeah. December the thirteenth. Yeah is whenever if you wanted to you could start you know giving a a loved one some smaller gifts leading up to what would be a very large gift like birds on christmas day being 25th whenever the culmination of all this stuff took place but no it is in fact the opposite you start on christmas day and Mm -hmm. then you have 12 days of giving or gifting or whatever the case may be after the fact in Hispanic and other cultures, this is more like Christmas Eve as the three wise men bring gifts that night. Therefore, decorations are left up longer. And the same is true in Eastern churches, which often observe Christmas according to the Julian calendar, thus making it fall 13 days later. Mm-hmm. Imagine what would happen if we went to 28 days every month and wound up adding a 13th month to the calendar. What would you call it? The month? Where would you add it? I have no idea. I honestly think... Would you add it after January? I honestly think it would need to come in after December before January. And the reason I say that is because if you are looking at October, November, December as... There needs to be a, a deeper winter named month. Right. The fact that that is the death part of the process of the year being reborn and everything else... If you have December, quote unquote, as the conception of Death the new timber. year, right? <laughs> Deathtober. You have that as the the conception of the new year. I would, uh, yeah, you would you would want to name it something based off of either darkness or cold or death or something like that. Then by the time I I was looking at it, kind of like at the time by the time you get to Valentine's Day. Yeah. Is whenever the the life is starting to come anew. Now, finishing up, uh, is that in England it was customary to burn the decorations in the hearth. However, this tradition has fallen out of favor as reusable and imperishable decorations made of plastics, wood, glass, and metal have become more popular. And if a Yule log has been kept alight since Christmas Day, it is put out and the ashes are kept to be included in the fire on the following Christmas day. So if you observe the Yule log tradition, you would actually keep some of the bits of that one to use to light or be a part of the following Christmas celebration. Now, a superstition exists which suggests that if decorations are kept up after the Twelfth Night, they must be kept up until the following Twelfth Night. If you miss it on what will be Twelfth Night, you better leave it up until you get back around till next year. Jeez. Otherwise, uh, negatives will befall you. But also that if the decoration for the current Christmas are taken down before the new year begins, bad luck shall befall the house for a whole year. It's the 5th or the 6th of January, people. If, if you want to be in the good luck and graces of any and all <laughs> spiritual entities... Regardless of of what your religious beliefs hold, January 5th, January 6th is your time frame. But if time is is inconsequential 
and we don't know exactly when we are, then who's to say when January 5th or January 6th yeah. is? And honestly, when's the last time you didn't take your decorations down at some point in time and turned around and said, you know what? It's because I didn't take my decorations down yeah. on either the 5th or 6th because this we don't why, know exactly when 12th night is. This is why something is. happened. This is why I got bad luck. Or if anything does happen, that's what we're going to blame it on in the future. It's You know what? Dang it. Honey, I told you we should not have taken those decorations down before the 5th or the 6th. We've got a two-day window here, and we can't... There's not going to be any uh, vacations during this time. We're not going to be having any sort of holiday parties. Thank God the Super Bowl doesn't happen that weekend, or by God, we would never get those decorations down. But yeah, could you imagine someone who fully went by exactly this and they're like, no. I guarantee you there's still people. They have to be done. I guarantee you there's still people to this day who live by that. Because they've studied this and because they've either been raised on this lore or or truly believe in this lore that they ask off for work and things because it has to be the fifth or sixth. I guarantee you, even in 2023, there are people who live by this. More than likely. More than likely. That's going to wind up wrapping up what I've got as far as for this week's episode. And like I mentioned, um, as a part of this, we are going to be getting into more of the the lore behind not only what the 12 days represent of the 12 days of Christmas, which start on either the 25th or the 26th, depending on whose book you're reading. Mm-hmm. Um and then last through the 5th or 6th of January. And then, of course, we're also going to be doing a deeper look into not only what we know or what we have known the 12 days of Christmas to be in the different versions of the song, but how many of those have changed throughout the years. And then, of course, looking at some different fun versions of even that song, including... One of my favorites, and that's Jeff Foxworthy's version of the 12 Days of Christmas. Yes, yes. And thank you all for tuning in. Do not forget to go to tldstudio66.com to learn more about Studio 66 and our friends and sponsors and creators at Tennessee Legend Distillery. Don't forget to check out the Tea Public store for Studio 66. Uh, we've got just less than two days left on this deal that we are running right now some t-shirts as low as $16 with new designs uh, dropping at least every month Uh, and we've got some great Christmas designs up right now as well as some cool sports designs for the Tennessee Volunteer or South Carolina Gamecock in your life and of course those Bigfoot fanatics we obviously have Sasquatch designs because we got the Tennessee Wildman here and everybody loves Bigfoot so, don't forget to check out that store. You can find you can go to TLD Studio 66, click on the shop lo- link and it will take you straight to it. I have honestly gotten a secret Santa gift from off of there for someone Boom. as well as gotten myself one of the uh Don't Stop Believing Sasquatch, Sasquatch design shirts. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, make sure you get onto the website and get those orders put in uh today. Uh, you do still have one day left for discounted prices on that, mm-hmm. uh, which is today. Uh, normally, shirts twenty two, twenty three dollars. They've got them dropped down to sixteen, seventeen bucks right now. Mm-hmm. 
uh, and they do still currently have with orders through today if I'm not mistaken uh, guaranteed shipping delivery before Christmas mm-hmm. if you go ahead and get those orders in so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. absolutely and don't forget Instagram and Facebook studio 66 stay up to date with us reach out to us TLD tube 23 at gmail.com if you got any suggestions any questions or just want to say hi or send us a Merry Christmas we will absolutely enjoy that any last things my friend no other than the fact that if you are wanting to make sure and get some stuff uh, from Tennessee Legend Distillery of course make sure and get in uh, before Christmas Day Uh, we will be having limited hours on Christmas Eve and will be completely closed on Christmas Day to spend time with our friends and family for the holiday so make sure if you are wanting to get anything that you get in and get those um might as well say before 5 p.m. Central mm-hmm. um, because by that time, any and all of our uh, Middle Tennessee locations will likely be closed. And at that point in time, um, our Sevierville uh, locations will be closing around that same point in time, uh, which would be, of course, 6 Eastern at that point. Um, so make sure that, yeah, you get in by 6 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Central, Uh, to any of the locations um, across Middle and East Tennessee to pick up anything. Otherwise, you will not be able to come back in and see us until December the 26th, whenever we will come back in and resume normal operating hours. Uh, And then, of course, including some slightly extended hours for the New Year's Eve holiday. Uh, But we're only going to be opening up probably an hour, maybe two at most, past our normal operating time just to allow four folks to come in but we too want to make sure that we can get home to ring in the new year with our friends family and any and other loved ones all right thank you for tuning into this episode we'll catch you on the next one be safe out there be kind to yourself be kind to others and as always cheers to you legends thanks for listening to another episode of between two barrels We hope you enjoyed this episode. For more information about what's happening with any of the Studio 66 shows, make sure to like, follow, subscribe, click the thumbs up, whatever you have to do to make sure you get your fill of this legendary content. To do so, search Studio 66 on Facebook or Instagram, or the Studio 66 playlist on YouTube from Tennessee Legend Distillery. You can also subscribe to our Patreon channel, patreon.com slash tldstudio66, for additional content for all of the Studio 66 shows, as well as gifts from the different Studio 66 podcasts and Tennessee Legend Distillery. And if that wasn't enough, you can also visit our website, tldstudio66.com, where you can find links to all of the shows and podcasts, as well as merchandise for all of the individual podcasts, And don't forget to sign up for our newsletter. Heck, you can even leave us a voicemail if you like via SpeakPipe or send us an email at tldtube23 at gmail.com. However you go about it, make sure you don't miss out on getting even more legendary info about the studio as well as the distillery from Studio 66, presented by Tennessee Legend Distillery.